After what started off as a crazy week in Syracuse basketball news, the dust is starting to settle. We're starting to see a picture of where things will go from here. There is still a lot to talk about and break down as we head into the weekend, and we'll do all that. It's your Friday episode of Locked on Syracuse. Let's get going. Our Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Syracuse. I'm Owen Valentine, and thank you so much. We're making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. We have a lot to talk about heading into the weekend with regards to Syracuse and specifically Syracuse basketball. It started off as an utterly chaotic week with a ton of news as the transfer portal opened up. Syracuse snags the number one player in the portal in J.J. Starling, the Baldwinsville native, heads back home. And now we've started to see things simmer down, and we have a little bit clearer of a picture of things moving forward. But there is a lot to talk about in terms of Syracuse basketball news. We took a brief hiatus, no Thursday episode this week, so we're back on Friday recapping the last sort of 48 hours and taking a look ahead into what you can expect over the weekend. So a bunch of different topics. Jim Beheim is going nowhere to start. We've got what looks like the new hire, possibly, per Syracuse.com for uh, the new assistant with regards to Syracuse men's basketball. It seems like that conversation is starting to have a front runner. We'll talk all of that. We'll talk some new names in the transfer portal with Central New York ties. Plus, uh, a look at Cuse Women's Lacks. They are having an unbelievable season. We'll talk about them a little bit to close out the show. There's a lot to hit on today. Uh, so let's get right after it. And I think the place you got to start is Jim Beheim is going nowhere. Nowhere. He's here to stay. He is the assistant to the athletic director. It feels just like it's straight out of the office. Uh, they teased it when uh, when Beheim was was going through that weird and awkward sort of press conference after the Wake Forest loss in the ACC tournament, you know, I hope they'll let me stick around. They let Coach K stick around. They let uh, Roy Williams stick around. They let Mike Bray stick around. Can they let me? It was sort of the plea almost, it felt like. Don't let me go. Don't let me go somewhere else. I want to stay here in some capacity in Syracuse. And the news yesterday is that Jim Beheim will be staying in Syracuse in a new role within the athletic department I think it sounds fun. I think it's interesting. We don't really know all too much in terms of what this role entails, but we do know that Jim will be here and you'll still hear from Jim and you will still see Jim and you'll sort of continue having that everyday presence that you're used to with regards to Jim Beheim. You, you're growing up and, and having lived here and, and people who come to visit and people who live here know that, you know, Beheim is a part of this community and is a part of central New York. Uh, and putting on events and uh, the Jim and Julie Beheim Foundation and things of that nature, or just, you know, going to a restaurant and, and Beheim is sitting there and the family's sitting there, whoever it might be, that's going nowhere. It's still there. 
uh, in a different capacity. So I'll be interested to see and curious to see sort of what his role is in terms of the university and in terms of the athletic department. That's still up in the air, still up for grabs, it seems at this point. But the assistant to the athletic director, there's a new Dwight Schrute, and his name is Jim Beheim. Uh, in central New York. Uh, some other news that I think needs to be hit on is we've got what looks like some solidified coaching news. And we weren't sure what was going to happen. And hand up, I thought Jerry McNamara was gone. I thought he was going to be finding a head coaching job somewhere else. Uh, there seemed like some spots that looked like there could be fits. And it hasn't happened. And he didn't go anywhere. And he's staying in central New York. Because Jerry McNamara is your new associate head coach from Adrian Autry. Gets the direct promotion uh, and gets that step up in terms of what you are looking at in terms of a title, in terms of a position. Gets that elevated look. I don't think it keeps McNamara here forever. I think everyone wants to assume and hope that Adrian Autry's career at Syracuse is outstanding uh, and is long and bountiful and filled with wins and when you're hoping for that, when you're hoping for things to work out in terms of a new coach, you're not expecting your associate head coach to have to make that jump. And I think when you look at it like that and you understand that Autry, in theory, is going to be here for a while. And I think that's a good thing and being able to have that. But it also is a good stepping stone for Jerry and GMAC to secure him for a few more years, keep him around before what I think he still inevitably will do in taking a head coaching position somewhere else. And I, I wish him the best when that happens, if that happens, but he's sticking around. And that goes as well for the rest of the staff. Uh, and you've got the promotion or the, the locking in, the consistency with Alan Griffin staying on the staff as well. So you've got the promotion in McNamara. You've got Alan Griffin probably taking on a similar yet slightly different role. And you've got Jim Beheim taking on a brand new role you're really not losing anybody. And what we thought, myself included, and as I say, every time I make a statement like this, I could be wrong the second I finish this recording. That's how quickly things can shift. But we were, and I was expecting, there to be a lot of turnover immediately if and when this coaching change happened. And I wasn't sure when it was gonna happen. And I wasn't sure who was going to be the replacement. But the replacement and the switch from Jim Beheim to Red Autry has resulted in about as minimal turnover as I think anybody could have thought. You already knew you were losing John Bull. John Bull had announced weeks prior Jim Beheim was still the head coach at that point in time. Simeer Torrance, we know, we discussed, departing. Enter the transfer portal looking for something new taken on a different task with the remaining eligibility that he has left. Good for him. Best of luck to him. I hope he gets somewhere where he can play uh, and, and be a big contributor because I think at a lower level D1, he has the potential, the skill set to do that. But no one, knock on wood, has really left. And that includes the seniors that you thought were gone in Joe Girard and Jesse Edwards, who were still up in the air about unsure of what will happen with regards to that. But I'm not sure anybody could have expected this few names between the coaches, between the players, 
to still be here, to have not left, and to be going like that. It's pretty awesome. And it is an unbelievable start to the Adrian Autry coaching career in the Adrian Autry era at Syracuse. I'm just, I mean, I'm recording this at, at 6.30-ish, 6.20 uh, on Thursday evening. And Arizona just lost. Wow. I hope uh, everyone's enjoying their uh, their March Madness watching right now. I walked away, uh, and it seems like there has been some chaos happening early on. So uh, that's fun. It will continue to be fun. Uh, so we'll continue breaking this down. We'll take a quick break. I think we're going to take a look at the transfer portal and a little bit more in terms of who might stay or leave after a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Yes, over at FanDuel. So it is past the midway point of the NBA season, and it is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Let me see. What do I like in terms of a Friday game against the spread? Oh, where are we going to fall? Do I have any upsets for you? I don't know. I do like, maybe I'm I'm biased to the ACC because I watch them play uh, and I see the ACC a little bit closer. I like that Pittsburgh team. Uh, I'm going to take them plus four and a half against Iowa State. Uh, so keep me in the ACC. Give me Pitt plus four and a half uh, on Friday as you're listening to this one. If it hits, uh, maybe you let me know. Well, thank you. Wouldn't hurt. Uh, I will try my best. I also will throw it out there that I am 0 for 2. Uh, actually, I'm 0. I lost one and I had a push uh, to start. So take that for what it's worth. I'm 0 1 and 1 at this point in time. Uh, but that is okay. That's why we play the game in FanDuel. They even let you combine your bets. This is back to the NBA with a bigger payout in the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go fanduel.com slash locked. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We've had some interesting news with regards to the transfer portal. And I I think uh, the more I look and I'm seeing reports and I'm looking through Twitter as much as I can to try and stay as up to date on this as I possibly can. Those of you, I I think a lot of you might know, I am a teacher during the day. So it's sometimes hard to stay on track of everything in terms of the portal just because how quickly something can happen uh, and a name can go in there. And, you know, you saw it on Tuesday. Um, Things happen quickly, right? 24 hours in, you're starting to see news with J.J. Starling coming in. But I've got a good eye on it. I think uh, our friends over at 24-7 High School Hoops, that's 247HS Hoops on Twitter, uh, have been helping me out. I'm trying to keep in touch with them as much as I can. Uh, and they do a pretty fun thing where they are able to and are often putting out sort of tweets of of lists of who's contacted who and who's offered who uh, and seeing who's they or who these different recruits, you know, in the portal have been talking to at this point. And one thing I've noticed is Syracuse is, is not on any of these lists. Uh, and I'm not really seeing them involved in this transfer portal at this point in time, which is a little bit interesting. But I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, one, you've got the the thought of, okay, this is, 
right? A brand new coaching staff. They're trying to figure out some stuff. They're not sure what exactly is going on. And you've also got the fact of Syracuse doesn't know who they're losing just yet. They're not sure who's here, who's going, who's leaving for the NBA, who's leaving to go play overseas, who's transferring out, right? That stuff is still very much up in the air. Joe Girard, Jesse Edwards, what are they doing? Uh, Jesse was on the uh, the Cole Swider uh, podcast today. I believe that episode came out talking about how he is still genuinely 50-50 about whether he is going to go play overseas or if he's going to come back for one more year. And he said that entire decision, the only thought he has in terms of that decision is what he thinks will be better for him basketball-wise in the long run. And that's, I think, is as pure of a decision as you can make. And it's a tough one, right? That's a guy that can go get paid right now overseas. Without question, I think he'll make his money overseas and he'll be a solid player overseas. But the question as well is, is there more to gain coming back for one more year? And that is a, a, a difficult question to sort of quantify because obviously, right, things can change in an instant. You, you, you know, you have a rough year, God forbid there's an injury, something like that. Things change so fast. You want to go out and get paid the second you can get paid. I get that. It makes sense. But you have a chance to continue growing in central New York. I do think you can do that. I think there is merit and value in him staying. And I think that there is a lot in terms of, you know, glory and the ability to try and win a little bit more and continue you know, growing and go for a first team all ACC or defensive player of the year or things in that nature, right? Be that guy, come back and dominate and put together a decent team and a decent run. There's also that at hand. And I think until Syracuse knows what's happening in that regard, what's happening with Judah and the NBA, seems like the more we talk about it, the more we interact, the more we see things, he might be staying. I don't know. Who else is going to transfer, if anyone? Right, You've got four forwards that I think all would like to play more and all do a little bit better in Chris Bell, in Justin Taylor, in Benny Williams, in Malik Brown. Are we going to read into things? I'm not sure, but Judah Mintz put up what looked like a farewell Benny Williams post on his Instagram story the other day. Uh, I don't know what that means. I haven't heard anything about Benny, uh, but it is what it is right now. Read into that if you're one of those people. But until Syracuse knows what's happening, with all of these positions and all of these players who have eligibility left, it is going to be difficult to go out and make offers when you don't know if there's a spot. And that is something that I think is holding Syracuse back. I hate to rush players into a decision, but those decisions need to start happening. Syracuse is going to have to start acting upon that info while they have this advantage of free time right now and not playing in the postseason. I say advantage very loosely, because I would much rather be playing in the tournament. But when you're not, take advantage of it and try and jump on those opportunities. A couple names that I've seen, uh, I I think anyone who asks me will know that I'm a big Charles Pride guy. Uh, Charles Pride guy out of Bryant. He hit the transfer portal um, yesterday. This is a guy who is no stranger to Central New York, played at Liverpool, uh, won a state title in Liverpool. I went to high school with the kid. Uh, we were friends when we were in school. I was talking to him this weekend, came back to a Liverpool game this past week. He's hitting the portal. He is a damn good player. 
And who knows, right? If if things happen with Gerard or things happen with Mintz and they head out, I think it would be a great fit. Uh, he's a very versatile guard. One of the best rebounding guards that I can remember watching. Crashes boards like it's nobody's business. Uh, is a team player. Like just is a guy you want to play with you. And I know people have some frustrations with Bryant, right? That game was tough this season. Uh, a lot of physicality, a lot of back and forth, a lot of jawing, uh, and, you know, coaching included. But Charles Pride, Central New York guy, a guy who I think would be a huge impact and will be a huge impact wherever he goes. Averaged over 15 per game last year, six-plus rebounds, two-and-a-half assists a game. He's a guy you want to play with. He is a guy that can elevate your team. He is an intangibles guy. I, I like to say, and I know people might hate me for saying this, he reminds me of a Marek Dolajai in terms of the intangibles, in terms of that he does what you want players to do, and he does it without hesitation. But when you put it on top, he's also a solid scorer, I think a little bit more effectively than Marek might be. And I think that will go a long way. And I know this is based on what a lot of people will say, he's playing at Bryant, right? He's, he's not playing in an incredible conference. And that's okay. You can bring that point up. If you watch this kid play, if you watch what he can do, I do think you're going to be aware that this will translate to wherever he ends up. That's something that would be interesting if uh, if things move around a little bit with regards to the, the guard position. I know he and Starling, I'm sure, have crossed paths a little bit. I know Samir Torrance and him played uh, when they were both playing in high school a good amount together. So that would have been a nice um, sort of glue bonding situation to get him uh, another connection in central New York. Um, but if that situation presents itself, I'm all in. I think that would be fun. Uh, and I would be excited for it. And the other one, another one, it seems like the guards are, are the big names that are popping up with regards to Syracuse. Uh, Khalif Battle, Tyus Battle's younger brother, uh, transferring as well. Kid can score, kid can flat out play. The conversation, once again, does Syracuse need another guard right now? Right now, it looks like you've got J.J. and Judah in the backcourt. How about that? Sorry. The brain is mushad sometimes. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Uh, I got it. I'm back, hopefully. Um, they're good. You've got what could be Joe Girard coming back and joining that duo. You've got a guy in Quidier Copeland who I don't think we've even seen the full potential of what he can do. Not even close. I think there is a ceiling that we haven't even started looking at yet. He's got that skill. He's got that ability. He's got to control a little bit and then go from there. But I don't even think we know what you have in central New York and Quidier Copeland. So as of now, I don't know if you need another guard. And it seems like the Syracuse connections continue to be with regards to guards. And you got to start finding some forwards or some big men. And more not, not even forwards. I think you're okay with the forwards. I think you want to try and find a big. A big would go a long way, uh, especially depending on that Jesse decision. So a lot of this, once again, to close this out and finish up the transfer chat, you got to figure out what's happening here, what's happening in your group, what's happening with your guys right now before we can really even correctly and properly say, this guy's a good fit. This is someone who needs to be offered. This is someone we'd like to look into more. 
And you can obviously start having those thoughts and ideas earlier and right now, and you can be aware of that, but you can't necessarily pounce until you know what's happening in central New York. So we'll see what happens there and we will go from there as well. Ooh, I threw off the background. I didn't have the right background on today. How about that? We are back. So let's take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to talk about what looks like it could be the brand new coach in Syracuse men's basketball, a new assistant coming in with DMV ties. If it happens, I think there's a lot of people that will be on board with this decision. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. It's the Built March Madness bracket, and it is here. We know you have a favorite par or a puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the peanut butter brownie. So if you want that, and if you want Syracuse to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support the bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. And what makes Built bars and puffs so good? They're all Oh, excuse me. They're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. It's real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. All right. Let's close this one out today. And courtesy of Mike Waters on this uh, over at Syracuse.com, you're welcome to read his article on this. But It seems like, per some sources and per this article from Mike Waters, Syracuse is honing in on what could be the replacement in terms of all of these coaching shifts and the brand new assistant coach heading to Syracuse men's basketball. It's Brendan Strawn, who is the associate head coach over at George Washington, and this would fill the slot of sort of, you know, Red steps up, Jerry steps up. Alan Griffin's still there. This is the final assistant coaching spot. Uh, And and Strawn is a guy who I I think could be a big asset in terms of recruiting because of his ties to the DMV. He is coaching down there right now, coaching at George Washington, uh, worked a lot in the AAU circuit around those parts as well. I think it's a really good connection to be able to to have someone from that area that knows that area uh, and is a little bit different age-wise in terms of the coaching staff, right? This is a bit of a younger look uh, in, in things with regards to coaching. Uh, and I, it's kind of funny to see, and this was a, a point brought up by Mike Waters, um, that he helped recruit uh, Red Autry's son, Trey, uh, who went to George Washington. So they sort of have this, this relation, I guess, or, you know, Red is seen from afar. Hey, this is how this guy goes and recruits. And this is how he approaches and he sees what's going on and he gets it. And, you know, you've got that sort of firsthand, you understand how this guy goes about things. And I think it would be good. I think it's a good connection. You've sort of got uh, New York handled in terms of the coaching staff right now. It would be nice to have uh, a little bit better of a tie to still on the East Coast, still in this area, uh, but getting to those guys and getting to talent 
down in D.C., getting to talent down in uh, in Maryland and Virginia, getting to all of these spots and having ties and connections there, especially, you know, with the AAU history uh, as he worked with, uh, oh, what was it, uh, Team Takeover for a five-year span, coaching a ton of D1 talent. Uh, I, I think that's huge. And when you're doing that and you're working with the AAU talent, you've got ties to other AAU coaches in the area, high school coaches, prep school coaches. That web is going to be integral to Syracuse recruiting-wise. And I think it's a nice addition if this is what ends up happening to a coaching staff that, that knows what it's doing, that's still a little bit new, figuring out what its identity is as a team, as a program uh, under this change. I think this would be a nice addition for Syracuse. All right, that is where we leave off in terms of Syracuse basketball. A couple of shout-outs right now. If you got a solid bracket, good for you. Mine might already be in shambles. I haven't even checked to see how far I had Arizona going at this point. Um, but before we close out, I think you got to finish chatting a little SU women's lack. This team is legit. They continue to win lacrosse games up to 8-0 and on the season. They have a good one this weekend. They're playing a ranked Duke team. They're number 15 in the country on Saturday at noon. That's my dad's birthday for what it's worth. Uh, Saturday at noon, they take on Duke to try and get to 9-0 and and continue their domination in the women's lacrosse landscape. This is a team that has endless potential. They suffered an injury, unfortunately, earlier this week, but I think they can recover. They're very, very solid. Uh, if you have any lacrosse affiliation or enjoy lacrosse, even in the slightest bit, this is a team worth watching. Additionally, shout out to Cuse Women's Basketball. Gets the NIT victory last night, or it would be Wednesday night at this point, uh, advancing to the second round of the NIT. I do not have the details of when game two will be. Uh, it's between Saturday and Tuesday is the range. I would assume Syracuse playing Saturday or Sunday because they played a Wednesday game, which was the first day of games in terms of round one. Uh, so maybe that mixes things up and they'll get the earlier game as well. So I would expect Saturday or Sunday. It's Thursday at around 640 right now. We don't know that yet. So when that comes out, uh, I will try to get that onto the Twitter sphere for anyone who is interested. You should watch. Uh, they're at the Dome. So get out, watch them. Uh, have some fun. Get a little uh, basketball fill-in to close out the season. Uh, have some fun, show some support because what they're doing there in a quick turnaround uh, under a new coaching regime is is very nice and it's impressive uh, and we're wishing them the best and continue to root for them uh, as the only postseason basketball you're seeing from Syracuse at this point in time. Uh, that'll do it for today. I hope uh, your brackets do well, continue to work the predictions. I think our FanDuel pick of the day was Pitt plus four and a half. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow. I'll be on the road heading to Albany tomorrow, Liverpool, where I'm working. Uh, they're in two state semifinals tomorrow in the high school basketball landscape. So heading out, watching some quality basketball tomorrow uh, over in Albany, uh, wishing them the best. Uh, Ryan Blackwell coaching the boys, uh, Syracuse alum there, very much uh, someone who I thought maybe would have popped up into that conversation. Who knows if he did or not. Um, but Liverpool, wishing them the best to close out the pod today. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. If you're looking for more, we have more for you because Locked On College Basketball is always available for your second listen. 
It's Isaac. It's Andy. It's big game experts. It's huge, right? You're talking the tournament. You're breaking that all down. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for more, follow on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. Hit me in the comments. Do what you need to do. Um, Let me know. I appreciate the listen. If you're looking for a little more, you can subscribe here. You can watch another video there. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I'm wearing green. I'm not on purpose, but I am. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Drink responsibly. Get a DD. Have some fun. Uh, I will catch you on Monday.